At Deland Gibson, we strive to educate our clients and the public on finer aspects of risk. For this podcast, BOR stands for Brothers of Risk. Chip and Ted Gibson will dive into important topics on risk management, insurance, employee benefits, HR consulting, and what's going on at DG. We will try to translate the complicated contract and policy-laden insurance world into pragmatic advice, all while bantering as brothers and partners at Delane Gibson. Everyone, welcome to the next episode of the BOR podcast. Today we have Matt Karras, Managing Director, Keith Insurance, Chip Gibson, CEO of Deland Gibson, and yours truly, Ted Gibson, President of Deland. Thanks for the intro, Ted. We have a, um, a fun conversation today. Uh, a lot of just about the partnership between Keith and Delane Gibson, and then some funny side stories that that went, you know wind it all together. One of my first couple times going over to the Franklin location and walked into your office and I saw. I saw something I recognized, which was a Syracuse University degree. And the one thing I didn't recognize on it, it said something like magna cum laude or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We don't see that a lot in the Gibson I, I did, did, did not have that on my um, diploma by, by any means. So, But Matt, really excited to have you uh, first in, in, the, in the podcast today, but also a part of the team. And it's been fun to get to know you and to do all the things that we've been doing uh, integrating the agencies and so on and so forth, but on the fun stuff. So just tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and Cuse. Uh, so back to you graduated in 01. I was class of 01. First of all, thanks for having me here, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, excited for my, my first podcast. I've never done this before. So this should be should be exciting. It, it, it should be exciting, and you're probably going to be better than us because uh, you went to Newhouse and your major was, was going to, you started as what, broadcasting communications? I, I was a public relations major, but I was, I went there figuring I was going to go for broadcast journalism. Yeah. And after about a week of uh, communications 101, I realized I'm not going to be a broadcast guy. <laughs> I didn't have the perfect hair and I didn't have the, the commitment. Up, up now you're in insurance. Exactly. You got the voice, you got a good voice for, <sighs> for, for a podcast or radio or whatever it might be. I've got a face for radio, that's for sure. <laughs> and then you ran stats for football and basketball games, though? Yeah, I, I worked for two years for the athletic communications department. Volunteer job, working out of the office twice a week, taking phone calls. Um, back then, if a journalist wanted a stock photo of, like, Jim Brown, we had the old glossy photos and filing cabinets, and you had to go pull one to no send out to them and all that. Oh, yeah. And um, I only worked a few football games, but I worked... Most of the basketball games for two years, we sat on press row, ran stats during timeouts, which meant I worked um, two rounds to the NCAA tournament my senior year. That's awesome. My job was to sit at the base of the basket and make sure the photojournalists didn't leave their assigned taped boxes on the floor. So I just sat under the hoop and watched three rounds of... College basketball. Yeah, that, was, that's Jim, I think we were up there for some of those games. That's we when, did. That's when UNC, did we was, those? UNC was, was really good. They played the Hoosiers, I think. Um, no. Uh, who came out of that? Florida. Well, well, one maybe of the, I had the year wrong, but. It, yeah, it was, I just remember going to like the, it was like the elite, Sweet 16 Elite Eight games, right? Yep. Is that? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I sat on the court and turned around and watched the Duke band cry after they got eliminated. <laughs> you know, that's that's a good experience. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but you did you did miss 04. I was there for 04. That was the year I graduated. So saw Carmelo and the team win the national championships. So that was a lot of fun. 
But in 01, you had a really good stretch of football there. Yeah, I was there. My first two years at SU were Donovan McNabb's last two. Yeah. So we actually had some fun football games to, to like hit. Pack Dome. Pack Dome, a competitive team, a, a bowl team. Saw Tom Brady. Saw Tom Brady. That is actually, did I tell you that story about the media guy? One of the few football games I worked for Athletic Communications was uh, Michigan, my junior year. And um, cleaning out my parents' garage not that long ago, getting old stuff out of there, I came across the Michigan media guide. And senior quarterback number 10, Tom Brady, was right in there. Young, handsome goat. I think I'd written on the page, this kid's going to have a future. (laughs) Yeah, something about this guy. I had the same same thoughts when I was on Marshall Street with Ted. Because Ted came, um, what was it, probably in 2001 when you were in high school, went to Conrad's, and didn't take much to get in there. But uh, well, let's let's keep those stories off, off live stream. <laughs> we'll, here, we'll, we'll, we can, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get all the details there. But uh, always a fun time to be up in Syracuse. There were a couple of establishments we used to joke that all it really took to get in was a crayon drawing of a happy face that said "Me M21." Yeah, yeah, I think I might have used one of those. <laughs> Uh, but but getting back to insurance and, and the uh, the partnership between Deland and Keefe, we're really excited and thought we'd just do some a brief history of Keefe. You know, Matt, why don't you just jump in on um, you know, the the leadership over the years and some of the funny things that have happened? Yeah. So um, Keefe Insurance has been a part of the Franklin downtown area since it was founded in 1913. The owner was the owner of a funeral home. He got licensed to sell life insurance. So. Mrs. Jones would lose her husband, and he'd hand her a check to bury the husband, and he'd take that money right back and bury the husband. (laughs) So he's an entrepreneur. Not a bad business model. A very forward-thinking individual. There was an opportunity there, and he took it. That was Thomas Keefe. His son, Ned, who was ultimately my my father and my uncle's boss, went to work for him in the 40s post-World War II. And he was the guy who really took the business and built it into what it became built a building in downtown Franklin, over the years expanded that building, eventually had uh, multiple producers go work for him that included my father and my uncle, who was my mom's brother. And when uh, Mr. Keefe retired back in 1988, they purchased the, the business from him. Yeah, and then when did you join the agency? Because your, your uncle and your dad ran it for 30-something years. Yeah, I just hit my 14th anniversary there on December 1st. Awesome. I got out of school and, was again, I was a public relations guy with no real job market out there for the longest time. Went to work for a PR firm and actually hated every second of it. As I always say, I, I worked a connection to get a job at a insurance carrier in Boston. I used to think to myself, I'm just going to do this till I figure out what I really want to do with my life. <laughs> I was a claims guy and then I was an underwriter. And around the same time I was underwriting... Uh, my dad and my uncle's other two partners were getting ready to retire. And there was a need to bring in a, a young producer to start pounding the pavement and building up the commercial book again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate that path. Same same thing I did. I knew a guy in the industry, wanted to see if I liked it, and yeah. used my connections to work at an insurance company in the claims department and underwriting. So I know the path well. So it's a well-trodden path. I think I might have told you guys, I went to one CIC class. The woman who taught it, they brought her in from Texas, and she told the class that she had majored in insurance in college. And a room full of insurance professionals went, what? Yeah, that doesn't happen. No no one does that. What? So some university in Texas somewhere had an insurance major. She had been 
Um, in her words, the DOB, the daughter of the boss. Mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of be the we're the SOBs. We're the SOBs. <laughs> yeah. um, I've used that a lot over the years, actually. Um, she knew right from the get go that she wanted to go work for a family's agency, like from the time she was a teenager, and actually majored in insurance. And you had CIC classes, what two hundred people, something like yeah. that. Everyone just looked confused. Yeah, uh, up here there's just it doesn't have that. It's like I'm going down a rabbit hole of, of finding talent for the industry. But there are a lot of programs now in the South that have insurance majors. I think Temple has one, and that's about as close as you can get to where we are as far as um, programs specific to risk management insurance. But, um, but yeah, it's you know, hopefully more, more schools are doing that. I mean, there's talent shorts across the nation right now, but especially in the insurance industry. Other stuff that I find is really cool is the fact that you, know, you guys started in 1913. Delane Gibson started in 1900. It's 231 years of experience, uh, not just with all the people that work at the agencies, but as a company been in business. So I really think that's uh, a, a unique thing when two two companies with really similar values get together and work well together. So we're really excited to see the potential of what we can do. I really see the opportunity for Keefe is co- combining with Delane Gibson that we have more licenses to do business in other areas of the, of the country. Uh, we've got more company partners, so internally we call it more markets, which means more options for, for the client and customer base. We've got a, a little bit of larger teams, so there's more experience in certain commercial verticals and then high-valued home expertise and whatnot, so I think it's, it's a really good fit. And um, one thing I forgot to mention too is like other things for Franklin. It's like not only are we going to be able to help your, your current clients in the community, but we're also looking to expand in Franklin. That's another thing that could be really important as far as, you know, employment opportunities. Bringing, there's, there's always a need for, for new jobs, and so from a service and a sales side of things, we are really excited about the opportunity of expanding uh, the, the Franklin I think with the, with, with the growth potential we have, the ability to do what we can do there, the idea to have more people there assisting us more people on our team is just a, an awesome, awesome thing to consider. Awesome. And Ted, why don't you comment on um, what you see really with the potential? You know, well, some of the things that hit Chip and I when we first started talking with you guys is obviously the, the history of both agencies. A lot of similarities branch out from there from you know our, our service mentality. We're both local businesses. Uh, we both want to be very ingrained in the community. And walking around your office the first couple of times, just seeing everything that you guys do in Franklin, like really jumped out at me that this is, you know, a well-established business with a lot of roots. And that was something that really just impressed me from the start, along with a lot of the other things from the great people you have, as Chip mentioned, some of the other um, things that, that were great and very appealing, like more market access for clients and so forth. But the community involvement was really, really stood out. And Matt, could you jump into a couple of things yeah, to shed some light on this because I think they've been creative and, and well thought out and um, you know, you've really made a name for yourself in Franklin. Community involvement's always been a major point of emphasis, just being a, a visible member of the community. And that started, I think, with Bob and Peter and their former partners, uh, Bob and Henry as well, because they were very active members of the community, not just in business but individually as well. So they were well known in their local church, on local boards, different organizations, and the Keefe name carried through for that as well. And then you see a real involvement with local youth sports, uh, whether it be Franklin Youth Baseball, Franklin Youth Basketball, the high school 
right now, if you go to Fletcher Field uh, down in Franklin where the Little League games get played, there's a Keith Insurance sign on the outfield fence. I think they just haven't taken it down in the last couple of years because they just stopped taking them down. But it's always up. You ever jack a home run over there? Came so close. <laughs> right, bounce around the sign. Uh, the, the farthest Only when I, you were pitching? The farthest I ever hit a ball there hit the base of the wall in center field. Uh, Missed it by that much. But now, hey, I'm taking my kids over there. My, my middle son just played a whole season over at that same field, which is both very exciting and flabbergasting at the same time. <laughs> you know, when you yeah. see your kids doing the same activities in the same places <laughs> yeah. that, that you did. And, and quite frankly, have, so far having a better athletic career than you did. <laughs> but Keith has always made a major point of emphasis in that, to, to be involved locally and you know, in the local organizations like the Downtown Partnership, the Franklin Food Pantry, a neighbor of ours just across the parking lot, a client of ours, a uh, very, very important uh, charitable organization in the town and very active. Um, we've always prided ourselves in our involvement with organizations like that. Yeah, and, and that, that really made it make a lot of sense. For example, like Delane Gibson's really involved. We have, for 35 plus years, we've been a sponsor of the Wellesley Athlete of the Week. We, over the past five years, started a charitable giving entity, a donor advised fund, with its mission to give back to the communities where we work and live. So we, we, we really are hand in hand in, uh, in the same mindset of, of being involved and ingrained in the community and think that's really important. I know one thing you liked, uh, you know, typically you see at restaurants, the placemats with local businesses. Yeah. You know, advertising the placemat, which we've always done in multiple places. There's two local restaurants that took it to the next level, and now they have pint glasses with local businesses etched right there on the glass. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I, I may have a couple of those in my own. Oh, yeah. Right I was going to say, I would love to have one for my house. I could probably work on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's Make sure cool. get one for me, too. That's cool. <laughs> But Matt, just to getting circling back a little bit, so what what are you excited for uh, from the partnership? Just talk a little bit about uh, all that has, has happened over the last two months and sure. what you're excited for going forward. I think there's so much opportunity moving forward. I thought Peter had a, a good line to me at one point, just talking about the number of opportunities and how we should never lose a piece of business now because there isn't a market. Yeah. You know, the, two of the most frustrating things whenever you get an opportunity, a lead in this business is finding out I don't have anybody that would write this type of business or, sorry, we're not licensed in that state. You know, I've got an office over in Texas somewhere or something like that. I can't help you. Mm-hmm. That should not happen anymore. Uh, I'm looking forward to having a, a, a more streamlined organization that's a little more efficient. Uh, not that we've, we've never really missed a beat servicing our customers, but you can always do better. And I think the processes you guys have in place here as we transition to those in Franklin, are going to make our customers even happier with us than they've been before. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, it can be a, a daunting thing to enter a, a new business type, type of situation, but we're going to do it the right way, and it's going to end up being a win-win. Or like, what is it, the uh, win-win-win if you uh, are a big office fan? But we're just honestly really excited to see your leadership and, uh, and your talents. And we really think with, uh, with what you've done, we've, you've accomplished a lot. In, in the industry to this point. So we just see some of the things that we're able to provide to you. I think it's gonna be a lot of next level stuff. So uh, welcome to the team. Thanks for thanks for joining us today on, it's on good this to be podcast. Here. Yeah, thanks everyone. Thanks, thanks Matt for, for making the drive out here. I appreciate and, uh, you guys having me. And, and I guess I just cannot emphasize enough how, how excited I am and I think our staff is 
by the opportunities that will present themselves for us moving forward.